0: to another episode of Citing the Tone, an ER retrospective, the show where we do a chronological breakdown of every episode of our favorite TV medical drama. My name is Elizabeth, and with me today, as always, are Lauren.
1: Here in body, not in spirit.
0: And Daniel. Hey! <laughs> we wouldn't have you any other way, Lauren. Today, uh, today we're going to be discussing Season 6, Episode 8, which is titled Great Expectations. The episode aired on November 25th, 1999. Lauren, what was going on that week 23 years ago?
1: China's manned spaceflight program takes a huge step as the first unmanned test flight of the Shenzhou model spacecraft successfully takes off, enters low Earth orbit, and lands safely.
0: I didn't realize it took the Chinese until the 90s. Until 2000. I think it was 2000 was the first time they actually sent a manned spacecraft.
1: Mm -hmm. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Uh,. Something my two co-hosts remember much clearer than I do. Elian Gonzalez, the young Cuban boy who grabbed national headlines due to a heated international custody dispute between his uncle in Miami and his grandparents still in Cuba, is found adrift at sea and rescued by two American fishermen three miles off the southern Florida coast.
0: Daniel. You, you, you seem to know more about those. Just
2: like it's one of those things, like we talk about. We've talked about before how like there's just those little micro generational differences. Because Lauren's not that much younger than the rest of us, but like two years makes a huge difference when you're talking about a kid, you know, and his his or her awareness of the world. Like, because for me, this was one of those for the first like major international news stories that I really remember paying close attention to and like being aware of maybe because it involved a kid and it was somehow relatable um but like this has huge implications like this this is arguably one of the reasons we end up with W as president in 2000 uh, in the 2000 election because a, a big percentage of the especially Cuban population but also Hispanic population at large in Florida was really upset with the way that Clinton handled this and as a result, lumped Al Gore in with it. And that's what part of, I mean, there was a lot of shit that there, there's a great documentary actually on, um, HBO about, um, the 2000 election and all the crazy fuckery that went on in Florida that year. And, uh, this was just like one of many things that went wrong in Florida that potentially threw the state to, cause it, the, the state comes down, it comes down to Florida deciding who's going to be president basically. And this was one of like three or four things that was, so under the microscope that kind of caused Florida to go, uh, the other way that year, and then we end up with W as president, mm. hmm. and
1: yeah,
2: the world was saved. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the world is not enough. Pierce Brosnan's third film as James Bond makes its national theatrical debut and takes the number one spot at the box office, beating out Toy Story 2, also debuting nationwide. And Rob Thomas could. Let me do this one more time because I read it first and I laughed at it. So let me do it justice. Rob Thomas could change his life to better suit your mood, but why would he? Because "Smooth" by him and Santana are, is still the number one song. I'm Lizzie, how many of... of these lyrics are you just looking up to throw into the headlines? At this oh, point? I just
0: have the the, the lyrics uh, saved in my bookmarks and under my podcast folder of bookmarks. So because <laughs> nice. I got I got I can't just say the same thing every week. It's, it's true. You mean it. I
1: can't say it? Yeah. I, I can't your, put
0: the words into your
1: mouth. I am I am your headline mouthpiece.
0: Headline mouthpiece was my nickname in high school. Well, there, there it is. God, okay. Daniel,
1: what else
2: is on? Uh, what else is on at 8 p.m.? Friends with the episode The One Where Ross Gets High. At 8.30, Just Shoot Me with the episode First Date. At 9 p.m., Frasier with the episode The Apparent Trap. And at 9.30, Will and Grace with the episode Homo for the Holidays. I don't make them. I just read them. Uh, there's this, a lot going on There's a, <laughs> <in> a, a <laughs> whole lot going on there uh, The Apparent Trap is my favorite of the, the evening mm-hmm. Just just for the naming convention alone uh, This week's episode had 30.8 million viewers tuning in And was directed by Christopher Missiano Doing his 5th out of 11 First time we have seen him since last season's Responsible Parties And written by Jack Orman Doing his ninth out of 28 Last one of his we talked about was Last Rights, And uh, no Lucy, no Romano And no Benton this week
0: Oh, yeah, I suppose, I suppose not. Nope. I didn't think, I even think about Benton.
2: Yeah, kind of, I mean, it's kind of a jam-packed episode where you really don't have anywhere you could have fit him in.
0: Well, obviously we have to sub out, it takes three people to be removed, to to equal one Abby Lockhart. Hey, hey, hey,
2: hey, hey, we'll get there.
0: (laughs) There. (laughs) Uh, But we open the episode, Carol wakes up to, it's just, it needs to be seen. We can't really do it justice, but just a beautiful montage of her, the, of her, the various struggles of her being pregnant, very, very, very pregnant. Um, and Lauren apparently
2: needs this song for Monday morning. It was such a mood. <laughs> which the song that is playing is wondering where the lions are by Bruce Cockburn, which first of all, cockburn great name (laughs) uh second of all this is shout out to aaron for pointing this out to me friend of the show aaron uh who uh, pointed out that this is maybe question mark the first example of non-diegetic licensed music in the show like where a a song is not playing on the radio or is Mm -hmm. not part of like this is maybe the first time that they've used which is definitely something they would do a lot more as the years went on they would definitely dip more into the licensed music uh pool um versus using martin scores to underscore everything this is kind of the first time that we're dipping our toe into doing maybe a little bit of license music and it works pretty well i think i yeah i think so too but she has to use a hand mirror to read the scale and she's
0: sleeping on the l in the morning you know big chicago local move Um, I could never fall asleep on public transit. I would be way too... I fell asleep on the metro a couple times, but I was with other people. Uh,
1: It's a miracle I've never been mugged. (laughs) I'm just going to say that with how often I fall asleep on the bus or the train sometimes, like especially when I was commuting regularly. Oh, oh, it's bad. My
2: my, (laughs) my train ride back and forth to work isn't long enough for me to fall asleep on, but I've definitely, when we first moved here and public transit was this shiny new thing for me of like having a train system to Mm -hmm. take advantage Mm -hmm. of. I did a lot more of like exploring into Minneapolis and stuff, where there'd be like thirty, forty minute train rides and stuff. And on that, I definitely would fall oh, yeah. asleep. Sometimes. So, like my
1: my like forty five minute average commute, I could usually sneak in a good morning cat nap on my way into the <laughs> office.
0: In true Lauren fashion, and oh, but oh no, Carol dropped her pie. Oh, mm. she kicks it into the road because she can't pick it up. The so
1: so. look of dejection when she drops it and just looks at it and goes, meh. Uh, and, of course, Cleo is out doing jump ropes in the ambulance bay, and they're just shooting the shit, her and uh, Carol, and Carol goes, I used to be that thing, you know?
0: <laughs> See, you make it sound, like, way bitchier than- No, <laughs> not at
1: all. It's just, like, Carol's just having a morning. It's and... like, you
0: know, I used, to, I used I used, to be that thing, you know? Like... Yeah.
1: <laughs> just Cleo, apparently, big fitness buff. Um Carol has come in to show Lydia how to do something, uh, even though yesterday was her last day before being on maternity leave and, like, bed rest for the pregnancy. And it turns out Lydia's not there because it's Thanksgiving, and she figured Carol wouldn't show up today anyway, so she just bailed. Um...
0: But Carol doesn't have any family around because her mom evaporated into the ether. (laughs) That's
2: right, yes.
1: (laughs) Yes, but so... So we do find out it is Thanksgiving. Um, we see Chuni and Carter having a very cute snowball fight, and I'm just saying, okay, this is really cute. I'd ship it. I could have been, I could have been down for this. They they're really cute together. But um, then we Carol's like, I don't have to fucking be here. Goes back to maybe take go home and take a nap before she gets to hang out with her family. Um, and dog, we see a dog eating the pie where Carol left it. She's like, well, I'm glad at least one of us gets to enjoy it. Um, and she heads back home to nap and all of a sudden her water breaks on the train. Da
0: na na.
2: I still think that's the sports center sound, but we'll go with it. It is. <laughs> uh yeah, so and chalk this up too, as another like misremembered thing because I definitely like in my head remembered it being that her water broke on the train with Luca, like while she's talking to Luca on mm. the train. And they were like maybe on the train going into work together and all of, and they're having a conversation. And all of a sudden she's like, oh, I think my water just broke that kind of thing. And then maybe right into the intro, because we do go right out of that into the intro uh, with bangs. As you might imagine, this is not very uh, not a really a twinkle friendly episode, but. Um, Eight for eight, I believe, so far on Bangs uh, for the season. One day the Twinkles will return. I, be, I have been told by somebody a little bit ahead of us that uh, later this season they have at least observed one episode with Twinkles, so they are there. Uh, but we come out of the intro, Luca is on the train into work, and uh, as they make a stop at the Washington Brown Line stop, Chicago Geography nerds want to point out if where that is in relation to that's, our usual stop. It's in the
1: loop. Yeah,
2: it's in the loop, so yeah. in the general
0: vicinity of where there might be sure it's,
1: it's it's not an egregious one for them to pick for this.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, But as they stop at the uh, Washington Brown line, stop the doors open up and he sees Carol sitting out on the bench. And so he ducks out, goes to check on her. Uh, He, she says that her water broke 15 minutes ago and she's had two contractions in that time. Uh, And he looks very panicked like (laughs) this whole time. Like he just like starts doing the little kid thing of like looking around for somebody and like, Is who's gonna? Oh, I'm the one that has to help. Like I'm the doctor in this. I'm the adult in the room.
0: This is an ordeal now.
2: Yeah. Uh, She he asks if she can get back on the train, uh, and she's like, she can't walk to the train uh, to get back to county by herself. So he's gonna have to help her. And it's just being very good friends here, asking all the good questions about her status, and just wants to make sure she's okay. It's very good boy Luca stuff here. Yeah.
0: But uh, let's go into. We don't really get too much Malucci good Malucci audio so here's I guess got an audio clip of him not being a total prick which is few and far between so Malik and Malucci are playing wheelchair hockey and Carter's having some trouble diagnosing a patient
2: no oh that ain't no fair man can you can't use your hands I'm a goalie man that's what we do it's too easy use a chair okay whatever you say bro I still on you hey Cleo
0: working hard Dave
2: yeah I'm fast what can I tell you oh I, 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 I'm cool I'm cool. Hey, Dr. Weaver.
1: Finish your notes, Dr. Malucci? Oh,
3: absolutely, Chief. I was just um, waiting on a paramedic run. Is it always so slow on Thanksgiving?
1: All right, if you're bored, you can start studying for your national in-service exam. Yeah, I wouldn't want to bring down the average. Ouch,
3: and I thought you liked me. Whatever gave you that idea?
1: It'll pick up once people start eating dinner.
3: Barf essential, huh? Already started. Shelly Robinson, 18, persistent vomiting and diarrhea. Hypoglycemic, altered mental status. Gave her IV fluids and compazine, but her glucose is still 42 after D50.
1: Did you get an endocrine consult? Yeah,
3: he's probably at home stuffing his face right now. Did you get a travel history? Not outside the US. Well, how about Florida? Yeah, actually, she just got back from there. Why? Well, I'll ask her if she ate an oily, yellowish fruit with black seeds. What? Aki fruit.
0: Poisonous before it's ripe, induces vomiting and low blood glucose by inhibiting hepatic gluconeogenesis,
2: known as JVS. JVS. Jamaican vomiting sickness. But the ackee also grows in southern Florida. You're kidding, right? You better start a D20 infusion, because there's a high fatality rate if it's left untreated.
3: Hey, man, if you don't believe me, just check the differential. Might be a doctor after all. Jamaican vomiting sickness? Look it up, John. Jamaican vomiting sickness.
0: Jamaican vomiting sickness. I love Carrie. Look it up, John. Occasionally, Dave actually knows what the hell he's doing.
2: Mm -hmm. And I, 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 you know, again, all of this is colored by the interactions we've had with the actor. But, like, I'm starting to come around to the idea of, like, had we just had more time with him Mm -hmm. as a character, you could have maybe cultivated out an Archie Morris type of of arc for him. Because, like... I I try to put myself in the in the shoes of remembering how unpleasant I found Archie when he first showed up. Oh yeah, Archie is kind of the point. Awful when he first shows up, like, and it's like get him off, and not in a like, you know, Romano love to hate him kind of way. He's in a get off my screen kind of awful when he first shows up. Season ten, Archie is miserable. Yeah, and by the end, you would fight anybody in the street to defend Archie. Like he is (laughs) one of the best characters on the show. So like, I wonder if maybe we could have gotten there with Maluchi if we were given enough time. But you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm I'm keeping an open mind.
1: So then we switch back to our lovely dynamic duo, Luca is helping Carol onto the train. There's an elderly man who's like, Oh my god, is she okay? Is she in labor? This must be an em- This must be an emergency. I should go pull the emergency cord. It says for a medical emergency, pull cord, and they're all screaming at him not to pull the cord. And it is just
0: so good. I don't even know if this is like a. Actually, a thing I've never even heard it of is. this on CTA. C- it is on the CTA trains. I
1: think we see it more as like the button now. Yeah, I was yeah. going to um, say we have the button to There is to if call, you call though if you look up by where the doors are, uh-huh. there's a little like hole in the ceiling and there's like a red bulb up there and you can pull it and that's, that's oh that's the that's emergency, the emergency door. Yeah, that's yeah, the that's emergency door
2: release. release. Yeah. yeah, but there yeah. there so is something like that and I'm sure at this time it probably would have been a cord. Yeah,
1: but that that is what. Is cons- so now they have it replaced with the button to actually talk to the conductor. Yeah. But at the time, I'm guessing it may have just been, we got to pull the stop cord and someone will come check. Yeah. Cause I, I haven't been riding the CTA long enough to know how it might have used to been. Yeah. Might have used to been.
2: <laughs> on the on the but, uh, Twin Cities train system, we have the little button that is like your con- talk to the conductor button. Yeah. And there's also a bunch of signs posted everywhere with a phone mm-hmm. number on it that you can text mm-hmm. somebody in the case of an emergency of like, I don't want to make a big fuss out of it, Like, I don't want to, like, out myself as reporting this, you know, right. in case somebody's, like, fighting with somebody or threatening somebody or, you know, that kind right. of thing.
1: I don't want to escalate this situation and get myself exactly. in danger. But, you know, someone's smoking crack on the train, whatever. Um, as you yeah, do. An we,
0: average Tuesday on the red line. It's yeah, fine.
1: Yeah. Um, but then we go, Mark, Rachel, and Mark's dad are all going over to Lizzie's for Thanksgiving. And they're outside the door, and Rachel asks, is she as pretty as Cynthia?
2: Which is not a line I remembered. (laughs) Like, I did not remember them ever bringing up Cynthia again after she disappeared.
1: Yep. And Lizzie greets them in a paper pilgrim's hat, and Rachel, being a precocious, probably what, 11-year-old at this point?
2: Something like that, yeah. 10. They
1: say she's 10. They do say she's 10 a little bit later in the episode. Says that uh, Lizzie is not supposed to wear the hat, it's for decoration. (laughs) So cool great way to go Rachel and Lizzie's like I just thought it was festive and oh no her TV is broken so Papa Green as I so affectionately refer to him here can't watch the football game
2: is this a nightmare is this the scene where uh lizzie gets to clap back at rachel where she's like they were they left the pilgrims left europe to escape persecution yeah. or whatever and she claps back immediately with so they could come here and persecute the indians like, yeah. just, <laughs> I think, like just smacking a 10 year old down into the mud
1: i think it's here or the next one because she's like do you even celebrate thanksgiving
2: oh so good
0: but uh, let's flip flip gears back to the whole pregnancy nonsense. Uh, Luca and Carol are on the train
1: platform.
3: Let me just sit for a second, okay? The contractions are too close together. You're in active labor. Oh,
1: gee, you think? I'm sorry, i just...
3: You might have progressed more than you think. No, I'm okay. It just hurts. How dilated were you on your last OB visit? Uh Three centimeters Monday. Any back pain? Yeah, for the last three months. Worse lately? This morning. Okay, let's go. Oh, let's can go. I have the babies here? If you want to make the news, Oh, God, they feel like they're between my knees. Yep, that's the idea. Oh, son of a bitch. Okay, sit, sit, oh. here. sit here, come on. Okay, okay, focus, focus, Carol, oh. Carol. <gasps> try, try humming. Huh? I, I know it sounds very strange, but it helped my wife. Okay, just hum, like, like this. Mm. Yeah, just do it. Mm.
0: I nominate. I personally, in a in a episode with full of just absolute great one liners, I nominate. Yes, that's the that's
2: kind of the point. Right. <laughs> I also like uh, any back pain. Yes, for the last three months. <laughs> it's Relatable. Yeah. I think
1: this. I think this is the episode where I have finally fallen in love with Luca. Yeah. He has so many great one liners and so many good moments in this one. That I'm just like yeah okay you can have my heart it's fine yeah
2: it really is I get it it's remarkable I mean obviously we had sort of that little um that little break for the Alan Alda storyline with him but like mm-hmm. in his first appearance we get to see obviously the most noticeable thing about him coming in the door is his looks hair. his looks and his hair like he is he's the eye candy he is but he is definitely meant to be gente can like it or not he is definitely meant to be the Clooney replacement in that regard. He's meant to be the, the the heartthrob, and he does that very well. But then they follow that up almost immediately with the Last Rights uh, episode, where he gets to actually show that not only is he just a pretty face to look at, but that he can actually like bring it on a dramatic level. And then this episode, I think, is like after we took that little break with him. This episode is where I feel like you really get to see that he is like kind of the total package. That he can do, he can do the sentimental stuff. He can do the dramatic stuff. And he's you know, he really is in many ways I know it's a we've made a meme out of it, but in many ways he really is Croatian Clooney. Like he brings all of this he may not do it with the same effect and the same like magnetic charisma that Clooney does where you're just drawn to him at all times. But he's got every tool in the toolbox that Clooney also has. Yeah, he makes it his own. Yeah, like, he does. He he doesn't try to replicate it, he just has his own brand and his own approach to it and it just it it works so well and it's been really fascinating to watch them kind of piecemeal that out over these first few appearances to show you that like no this dude can do it all and the only really the only thing we haven't seen that much of and we've still seen a little bit of it is that he can also be funny which he will show Mm -hmm. in later episodes too like he can really do everything you need him to do and they, they, they have such incredible – I still am not a fan, and we'll see um, how I feel about it when they actually start doing it, but I'm still not a fan of the idea of these two as a couple. But they have incredible, like, back-and-forth chemistry here. Just very good, like, one-for-one, shot-for-shot, line-for-line chemistry here. Um, and huge, huge fan of that. I just wish they'd more kept it as kind of just a friend, coworker, friendship kind of thing. Like a Mark and Susan. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we we go back into the ER where uh, Carter is talking to Dave, thanks him for the Aki fruit diagnosis, uh, says, uh, it, he says it must have been because he's uh, seen it before, and this is where we get a little bit of um, insight into Dave's background. Uh, we find out that he went to med school in Grenada, uh, and it's because his grades sucked and his MCATs were awful, but he always knew that he could be a better uh, doctor than all of those ass kissers. And uh, I forget the exact word as he uses, but um, and he s- says that his uh, medical school is the Harvard of the Caribbean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that he points out uh, on his name tag that it still says MD. So uh, it still counts. It's
0: true, Still had to take all the exams to get, to get that. Right. Yeah.
2: And it's licensed in the first place, so. It's it's uh an an interesting little wrinkle to bring it like we were uh having when we had that conversation with uh Lydia Woodward which you'll be hearing at some point soon. I forget the order. We're doing so many interviews lately, but like she said as much as like we kind of just had to like keep shuffling the deck and finding new ways to introduce new characters because you can't do the same thing over and over again. That gets repetitive and boring. And this is a perfect example of just pulling an idea out of a hat. I'm sure. And being like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. This makes sense. Let's have the like dopey, you know, bro, doctor be, yeah have gone to medical school in Grenada. That sounds like a great, that idea.
0: makes, makes him have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because he wasn't, didn't go to, like the higher class institutions. Yeah, exactly.
2: And, he, and it, and it perfectly uh, kind of, uh, contrasts with Carter with his kind of silver spoon up, upbringing, and I'm sure got the. They never really do nail down exactly what Carter's like med school like pedigree is, but like it's it's definitely not Grenada. Like it's yeah. it's definitely not Grenada. Probably
1: just, probably something closer to like Northwestern.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: probably or something like that. Or I just find it interesting that I'm watching Better Call Saul back through mm-hmm. again right now, and obviously jimmy mcgill in that show a lot of similarities to, was it
1: yeah Un- university
0: uh, of american samoa yep
1: yep yeah <laughs> i want that sweatshirt so bad
0: <laughs> but still it's like it's but it still says he's still
1: yeah
2: james mcgill
0: esquire that's right yeah
2: still, says MD. still counts yeah uh but so we go back from there uh carol and luca are still making their way down the stairs from the platform very slowly uh luca mentions for the first time here we really get some insight into his um family background uh, that his wife was in labor for 16 hours with their first child and uh, we do sort of get a little not much but they just give you a little tiny tiny breadcrumb into that he's baby got a complicated backstory when she Mm -hmm. asks him something like are they still in Croatia or something like that and he really quickly brushes it off
1: he says he says not anymore
2: yeah like he just really quickly brushes it aside clearly does not want to talk about it and of course we will know why later Um but I just thought that was interesting that the, as as clearly um, sort of malleable as Luca's backstory is, because they will change it multiple times. Um, like, it's interesting to note that they at least had that much planned, that they at least knew that he was going to have kind of a complicated history with his family in Croatia. Um, so they they stop and sit down on the steps because she's in too much pain to move. And he's trying to coach her through it and tell her not to push when she suddenly faints and then my dude just decides to make the boldest decision of his life and just straight up deadlifts her off of the uh, steps, like, which is not a comfortable or really good for your back position to be doing that in. Like, the whole time I was watching it as a personal trainer, I was like, nope, 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 lift with your legs, not your back. Why Don't bend like that. Like worst possible circumstances well, to be doing that and I,
1: I'm, I'm gonna say lift with your legs absolutely yes but when you're in that position sometimes you have no choice ch- choice <laughs> choice but to forego form over gotta get this woman sure. into this er yes. but absolutely when i saw that i was like
2: yeah. yeah just not great especially considering that you know i'm sure with uh two full-term babies in there like she's she's not light
1: uh, I'll put it this way the spot where I slipped my disc and had surgery just like clenched
2: yeah.
1: like I didn't think it was possible for my spinal cord to clench but it just went nope I'm
2: good <laughs> oh yeah so uh, excellent music cues as they uh, exit the stairs and head in towards the ambulance bay
0: and then we go back down to the ambulance bay there are there wait- uh, a bunch of people are waiting for a 78 year old woman in renal renal failure who's coming in uh it, a very excellent visual of Luca carrying. Carol through the snow. There's there's some snow on the ground, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Oh, yeah. they were doing the snowball yeah, fight earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I actually watch this show?
1: I mean... I only watch
0: the show from here on in, so...
1: I mean, I know that I don't remember anything that happens in this show, <laughs> even when we've just watched the episode, so that's, I can't judge anybody.
0: That's fair. But, yeah, but just this visual of him yelling for, to carry in the ambulance bay, and then he just lands on his knees while, while they wait for a gurney. It's, ba- it's basically... There's your... There's your really bad form, there, Daniel. Yeah, it's
2: basically his platoon moment. Like he just comes yeah. in really like like he's clearly struggling, and then falls down to his knees. And like I swear, he like looks up at the heavens too. Like it's totally his yeah. like. I big, think he's dramatic trying to like
0: keep his his center of gravity back so he doesn't drop Carol. Because <laughs> uh, he like lands back like in a triangle position.
1: He oh yeah, the, the knee splat that he yeah. does. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Where he like see
2: my knees clenched
0: here. Yeah. So
2: that's kind of a, Lu- was- that's kind of a Luca standard though. Like they do that a couple yeah. times with him. The like, you know, Christ, like on his knees pose, you know, like it just, it's kind of his go-to.
0: But uh, Randy comes out and asks what's wrong with Carol and Carter says, what do you think? <laughs>
2: Where have you been so for the
0: good.
1: last
2: nine months, Randy?
1: So good. Um, and Carrie says that she wants to check on Carol's vitals and cervix. Carol is insisting that she wants to go upstairs to OB And Carrie's like, nope, Mama Carrie, going to check you first because, you know, you fainted. Like, technically, this is emergent. Um, And they are going to call Mark because Mark is her Lamaze coach, which I absolutely, as much as we joked about Malik being her Lamaze coach, I absolutely love that it's Mark. I like
2: to imagine Malik standing out in the hallway like the guy in the the GIF, like the disappointed, like, and then turns away. Like, (laughs) we had an agreement.
1: She could have used Malik here for sure. Right? and carol
0: come on you know several things are are supposed to happen during childbirth fainting is not one of them yeah
2: it's a little out of the ordinary
1: i yeah i i have to guess it has to do with like blood pressure drops and a bunch of other nonsense that goes on
0: we find out later in the episode uh but for now let's go back over to the i'm sure going perfectly well and totally normal thanksgiving dinner at the corday household
3: I hope it's done. I'm not used to serving so early in the afternoon. Well, we need time to gorge ourselves so that we can pass out on the couch. It says 180. You yeah, you didn't have to do all this. The two of them together can be a bit much. Don't be silly. All families are eccentric in their own way. I guess. Okay, everybody, dinner is served. Hit me. You have 18.
1: Soft 18
3: against your nine. Hit me. Dinner's ready, guys. Rachel, can you get the mashed potatoes? Smells yeah, good. I hope it's all right. What's that on top there? Bacon. Oh, on the turkey? You don't have it that way? Rachel, I said the mashed potatoes. I didn't think you celebrated Thanksgiving. Well, it's not really my holiday, is it? The pilgrims came here to escape persecution from the British. Yes, so they could go about persecuting the Indians. OK, everybody. Now. I'll do that. I got it, Dad. Mark, I said I'd do it. Don't worry. Sit down and relax. Mark doesn't think I can do things for myself anymore. Be my guest. Did you tell her you want to put me in a nursing home? It's a retirement community. A retirement community with nurses. Can we talk about this later? It's all you wanted to talk about last night. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, I think I have instant. Are you on call? No, no, it's yours. um, look, let's clean this up, shall we
2: several things about this <laughs> number one uh the um the clapback is of course just perfection perfection, like just taking a ten year old and just mushing her down into the dirt just put put that bread in her place <laughs> and does it without missing a beat either just excellent, perfect uh when rachel and uh uh papa green are playing uh blackjack and he's like are you sure you want to hit and she's like yeah soft 18 to your nine hit me they don't make a big deal out of it but when he flips the card over it is definitely a three and she definitely has 21 <laughs> like it's like burgeoning card shark in the making. right like it is x ex- it isn't just it's blinking you miss it but it's there uh and then awesome. also the fully work on that uh uh, dish breaking is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, I honestly,
0: right? It surprised me okay. because like in my headphones like I heard it like in the back lower of my ear it, lower part of my ear I was like what the fuck?
1: It doesn't sound like it was a full dish. A no. full dish makes a much different noise, Well and it's, right? it sounds
2: exactly like a clay pot breaking is what it sounds like. It's it's no. not well, a and, dish like, If you breaking. look at it
1: But if you look at it, it is like a it's like a thicker. Yeah, but not like, but but still, that's not the sound a full thing of potatoes makes when you break it. I've done this
2: for for a show that's usually so on point with the Foley work. That one was a particularly egregious, like kind of sloppy one. Just like, yeah, throw any old dish breaking sound in there. They won't be able to tell. Nobody will care. That was fuckwads. (laughs) But yeah, just excellent stuff all the way around. Really, really enjoy it. Uh, but we go back from there uh, to the ER where Luca is working on Mrs. Olson, the uh, renal failure patient from, uh, who was coming in when uh, Carol kind of stole her thunder. Uh, she missed her dialysis because she was getting her hair done. Priorities. Uh, it's her birthday today. Uh, and Mrs. Olson is played by a definite, oh, hey, it's that person for me, and certainly I'm a, I would imagine a lot of people my age, um, Montrose Hagen's who appeared in stuff like The Relic, Uh, Say Anything uh, co-starring with uh, Eric LaSalle in Coming to America uh, and the famous Jet Jackson the Disney Channel TV series from around this time like 1999-2000 where she played the main character's grandmother Uh, and she passed away in 2012 Uh, and lauren
1: no you can't do it right after we've said an actress (laughs) passes away that doesn't
2: there have been there have been worse uh i know and i
1: always have to i have to change the delivery based on the context so guys whose films are those Mm. oh it's
2: not her. someone give lauren a hug it it only you're right here that's true it only gets worse because she has congestive uh is it congestive heart failure she has here?
1: I thought so at first, but then they're talking about her renal failure and everything, okay. so I wasn't sure, like, what exactly was going on. I just know the phrase congestive blank failure happens. Yeah. She's, so. having,
2: she's having a lot of... I think it is congestive heart failure, because I do remember him explaining yeah. to her that um, the, fluid. the fluid... She's got crackling in her lungs, and that the fluid is collecting in her chest cavity, which is making it difficult for her heart to function properly. Yeah. Um, and she's got no family to call, and uh, it's just a bad situation all the way around for Mrs. Olsen. But we will check in on her uh, again a little bit later.
1: Uh, then we go over to Carrie uh, with Carol telling her not to push because they still don't have any, like, uh, PEDS doctors or OB doctors down to help. So Carrie's like, hold on. Don't, don't do anything. Uh, Carter, Chuni, and Carrie are all working on Carol together. Carrie checks Carol, and she is dilated to 10 centimeters. Holy shit. Um, she does not want to deliver in the ER at all, and Carrie is at least thoughtful and says, "Let's rotate the gurney and give her some privacy, so she's not flashing her bits to the entire hallway from that trauma room." It's probably good. Um, and Carrie says, "Okay, we'll deliver this one down here, and you can do the next one upstairs. How's that sound? Because this one's this one's happening." And Carol is screaming at Carter to get out, and Carter's like, "But I've delivered babies before, <laughs> not this one." And Carrie's like, "Let's let's respect her wishes, Carter. Go help, go help next door." I can
0: imagine you would want to limit the number of coworkers yeah. that see that are, that are seeing your bits, as so as so as Daniel so delicately put.
1: I think I said bits, but oh. yes, <laughs>
2: could have easily come. I'm just gonna blame Daniel. Could have easily come from either one of us.
0: Uh, but then Carter goes next door to, to work with Luca and Mrs. Olsen. And Luca is worrying is a little distracted, worrying about Carol. You know, mm-hmm. makes sense. Uh, but Mrs. Olsen starts to crash, and they get a pulse back.
2: And we do, just as the, uh, she starts to crash, and they really start to panic and, and start to really, like, you know, the music kicks up. And they, they do that kind of uh, thing where the camera speed picks up as well as they're trying to highlight mm-hmm. some of the drama. They pan around the backside of the gurney here, and uh, at 1837, and I'm not sure if this is one that was like a aspect ratio difference from modern TVs versus this wouldn't have been visible back in the day. Who knows? But at 1837, on the left side of frame, you can definitely see a crew member crouched just out of, uh, just behind Luca, kind of over to his side. Mm. And I couldn't quite—he's definitely nobody that we know, or definitely nobody that we've talked to. Um, but looking at the um, Kind of physical description of it. It might actually be the director. It might actually be uh, Chris Messiano.
1: Also, I'm just gonna say this. I've been trying to spot Joey. I can't fucking do it. <laughs> He's I think the man. Doesn't exist. Well, that's
2: the thing. He's his talent is being seen without being perceived. Like I
1: know. I'm just saying. Like I can't do it.
2: And yet, I, I suck I, enough. I I can't remember if it was this episode or last episode. It was one of the two. Um, I think it was last episode um, seven. I saw him twice, like just, barely, just while I was watching the episode,
1: I barely take good enough notes for us to be able to do this. I can't find this invisible man. <laughs> um, but then Mark tells, uh, the family Lizzie, David and Rachel that he has to go to the hospital for Carol because he's her birth coach and Lizzie offers to eat with uh, David and Rachel and drive them home afterwards. So, and Mark's like, Oh my God, are you sure? Okay. Um, but then Carol Hale, Chuni, and Carrie are working through the labor. Awesome girl power shot here. Everybody helping out. Um, all of a sudden, we note D-cells on twin A, and they're still trying to get a hold of OB. Carrie calms Carol down and, keep, and tries to keep her spirits up because they're concerned about the lower heart rate. Reminds her that if it's under 80, that's when we worry. Under 90's okay. Under 80's when we panic. <laughs> Um, but then, total shift. We go over to check on Luca and Miss Olson. Miss Olson is still in an asystole, and Luca unfortunately calls time of death on her birthday.
0: Mm. Ready for that kid to be born, folks? Sure. I know, I sure am. Sure. So let's let's go and listen to it happen. Good,
1: uh, Good job, uh, You got it. Uh, five, How close uh, is she? She's there. The uh, rate is 85. Uh, okay, the head's uh, out, bulb section. Uh, don't push. Girl, don't push. Uh, don't push, honey. Uh, is the quarter on a snack?
3: Not anymore. Oh. Oh. All right, here we go. Oh. 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 Yeah, I'd say I'd like to your
2: daughter.
3: It's <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Hi. Hello. Mm. Okay, let's check the presentation, of oh. twin yeah. It's okay. Did it. It's Your okay. It's mommy it's huh? like about six pounds. She's so little. so little. But that's a good size for a twin. <laughs> okay, I have to take her now, Carol. Take a good look at her. She's healthy, right? She's beautiful.
2: There we go.
3: Have you picked out a name yet? Tess. I think I'm gonna name her Tess. Welcome to the world, Tess. Whatever. There we go. (laughs) You did great.
0: I got chills. I don't know why oh, you yeah. you all I love that
1: question. Is that theme like a modified version of the Doug and Carol I th- theme? I cannot freaking. I think it is. I thought that was
0: like a general like positive. Is it, I wasn't. Type sh- I noise. like.
1: I was like. I know it's one of our normal themes, but yeah. I couldn't remember exactly. Like
0: we've heard it at the end of episodes, like something almost like yeah. that. I think yeah. like
2: that is a little modified for this mm-hmm. usage. Yeah, I think it is based off of the um, music that plays when Benton comes through the doors for the punch in the pilot. I think that, which yeah. I believe is yeah you're right if i remember correctly somebody pointed out to me that that track does actually have a name um and i think it's called oh the hero probably aaron hero no it was somebody else they pointed it out to me because at some point it's way out of print but at some point they did release a like er soundtrack of like all the little interstitial bits like I said, it's super duper. Maybe
1: Martin. It's has super
2: it. duper out of print, and you cannot find it anywhere, and it's not streaming anywhere. Um, but there are a couple of tracks scattered on YouTube, and that's one of them. And it's called "The Hero," and that is um, that's definitely the one that plays in the pilot. Um, and I, I would imagine this is like a maybe slightly modified version of that, maybe to incorporate a little bit of the elements of the Doug and Carol theme. But yeah, it's just like it's the music that does it. Like it's because Mm -hmm. the opening to that clip is horrific where you just jump right in and she's like in the throes of labor pain like that. It's that's an awful way to start. But it's sorry. That's no, 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 no. It's not your fault. I'm just saying like it's in terms of like you wouldn't expect to start a clip that way. And then by the end of it have chills. And it's because of the music that you get there. The music is what really brings it up over the top.
1: Um, excuse you. I just found that new on Amazon for twenty two dollars. Right,
2: well, fucking buy it then, you coward. Yeah, I was like, so are we buying it. Is that what's happening?
1: <laughs> I will buy it because only one left in stock. I'll buy it, and we're putting it on the Patreon funds. This is for you all. <laughs>
2: okay. Patreon content born live on mic.
0: Bonus, uh, say bonus content. We can do a music review show of the CD.
1: We know it all. Sm- we know it all slaps, but we'll like get, actually
0: like hearing it like out of context. We'll get
2: we'll get yes. Martin and have him do a music review. Yes. Of it
1: with- be like, Martin. <laughs> we bought
0: the soundtrack. Oh my god. Oh man,
2: it's the actual CD. It's, it's the not actual, a digital download. It's
1: the actual CD. It is shipping me a CD.
2: Somebody with a CD player will have to rip that so that we can get all the clips. Uh, I have. There's one on her laptop. Yeah. Oh, I have good. One my laptop. I don't. Yeah. I literally don't have a computer now that has a CD drive. So.
0: Then she'll throw it in iTunes, and she'll have it on her phone forever. And Lauren's making the dumbest. Making the dumbest. What happens face. next? And think. you. You know who else is making the dumbest grin face right now? Genty oh.
2: and teenage because,
0: me and teenage you and adult you. Let's be real, because <laughs> yeah, it hasn't it hasn't changed cru- much. You still have a crush on one nurse at this point, Abby Lockhart. So let's hear her intro. Uh,
3: Carol Hathaway. Hi. I'm Abby. I'll be your ob beaners. Heard you a little excitement downstairs. Culture
1: sound showed second twin is vertex and high. OK, just relax, Carol. We'll get you through this. this is the bag and
3: tag? Yes. Hi, Mom. I'm Sandra. I have to tag you and your baby before I can take it to the nursery, OK? Can't she stay with you? We'll warm her up, give her a bath, and bring her back right after this one is delivered. What if she gets hungry? I'm breastfeeding. Well, we can supplement a little bit. Sure? Yes, I'm sure. Here, I need you to scoot over a little bit. Nice and easy. No and... we Oh, Carrie, could you go with her? Sure, I'll see that she gets settled in, okay? Thanks.
1: Three,
3: five, one, six, four. Oh. Three, five, one, six, four, six four. I'll set. Say bye-bye, Mommy. Bye, honey. Bye. Thanks, Carrie. <laughs> Are the contractions still strong? <sighs> well, they're a little spaced out, but yeah. Well, we'll do another ultrasound, <laughs> but if the baby's high, it could take a while. Is Dr. McLucas on her way? Yeah. We're working on that. Do you want an epidural? I can still have one. Absolutely. Oh, well, if I wasn't sure before, I am now. Wimp. Mark. You're going to miss the party. Oh, God. I'll call the anesthesiologist. Mm. A girl? Mm, A girl. Troublemaker already? Mm. You hanging in there? It's brutal, Mark. One down, one to go. Uh Uh-uh. I quit. I don't think you have much of a choice. Well, you know, you could shoot me. Yeah, if it comes to that. Oh, I'm sorry to pull you away from your Thanksgiving dinner. Kidding. I'd rather be here.
0: So before we gush, yes, all over the humble beginnings of Abby Lockhart, who plays her.
2: Uh, she is played by Maura Tierney, uh, who. Look, I'm not going to get it <laughs> – this always happens whenever, like, a cast favorite shows up and a fandom favorite shows up. I always, like, cherry pick – despite the fact that I do this for every actor on the show, cherry pick, like, two or three things that they were in. Somebody inevitably will be like, you didn't say she was in blah, 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 This is not a – respect. this is – Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. This is a small sample size. She's in, like, three – like, I'm picking out, like, three things. She was in a bunch of other stuff, okay, and I'm not going to pick your favorite. <laughs> Just, but my favorite is the first one. Let's get a, let's get ahead of that right now. I'm not talking to you, Lizzie. I'm talking I'm talking to people in Facebook comments. <laughs> she was in uh, "Liar, Liar," "Beautiful Boy," and "Insomnia," among many many other things, which I'm sure you will all tell me about. Uh, making her first of a hundred and eighty nine appearances through 2009, arguably the main character of the second half of the show, like.
0: After Carter leaves. In yeah, in so I in so much so.
2: as it's still an ensemble cast and like there are definitely multiple storylines going on at any one given time, I would definitely argue that post Mark and certainly post Carter, Abby is definitely, I think, the the kind of A if if you're tiering who's the, you know, the the primary in, primaries in the ensemble, I think she's gotta be close to the top. Yeah.
0: Um, especially also while carter fucks off halfway around the world yeah you know
2: just that whole africa thing you know but like yeah this is crazy this is one of those like holy shit we're here moments because Mm -hmm. like and and i I remember i have such a vivid memory of watching this episode the first time through when jen and i watched several years ago where i was because it it was one of those things of like i've always liked mora tyranny i have liked her in I liked her in Liar Liar. I loved her in News Radio. News Radio is one of my favorite. I was
1: about to say, you forgot News Radio. One of my
2: favorite underrated series of the 90s. Like, it's the only piece of entertainment ever created that made both Andy Dick and Joe Rogan likable. Um, but, like, I've always liked her. And so I knew she popped up in the show eventually, but I had no clue, kind of, when, how, what her thing was and i knew i kind of always associate abby as a later season character i always associate her as like a way down the line like second half of the show kind of character and when she popped up here when we were watching for the first time through i was like holy shit her, now this like what is what are we doing like she's here already she's such a baby she is yep. she is such a baby
0: here she She'll look even more babyish when we see her next. Yeah, cuz is this the only, is do we see her next as medical student? Um Abby there may
2: be one or two smaller appearances. So this is starting a run of uh I think f- there's four there's a four appearance gap between when she debuts and when she joins the main cast in the credits. Um so I'm not I can't remember exactly what all happens um in between there. Um but yeah, this is like this is such one of those like mile marker moments of like, damn, like you don't know it, but you've met the per you've now met the person who's going to basically dominate most of the story for the rest of time. Really? I mean, up until season 15.
0: uh, Spoilers for all minor spoilers for future for future seasons. But like now we have her now I can safely look forward to Sally field Mm -hmm. to the whole alcoholism storyline, which I think is really well done to
2: just
0: uh, her and her her and her brother, which I also, I also like that Lauren doesn't, (laughs) but
2: yeah, I mean, that's the thing though. There's, um, it was very rarely, at least in my opinion, it was because she is Abby, uh, is a very divisive character. Mm. Abby is very much a character that you either love or hate. And there's very few people who have no opinion on her whatsoever.
1: my my thing with like I do love Sally Field and I think that whole story is great. But my whole thing with Abby and her family is I lived that. I don't need to watch. Sure, that. yeah
2: that that would I that suppose, would that would yeah. change like, my perspective on it too.
1: That was that was on and off my fucking childhood. I don't. Yeah. It does not do it for me as a yeah. drama uh, yeah. device at you just, all.
0: You don't need to see Sally Field expertly playing someone with bipolar disorder. Yeah.
1: No. I'm I'm set. Yeah. But that's fine. The
2: um but the the thing with Abby it, at least in my opinion of all of her storylines. It was very rarely ever boring, like you mm-hmm. might you might not always have had a Sally field level of storytelling, and you might not always have had that kind of like gripping drama, but i've it was very rarely ever boring didn't always hit, mm-hmm. but it was always at least interesting to watch, at least in my opinion again, like I said, there's a lot of people who have a lot yeah. of thoughts on Abby, but
1: i'm i am I am weird I am Abby neutral, like yeah. I think she's fine i don't I don't think she's a sour puss. I don't think that she needs to smile more. I don't think oh yeah, he, no all that stuff I is
2: fucking horseshit all those criticisms but, is I, but I'm also
1: uh apologies to certain Abby stands that listen to us. I'm also not an Abby Stan like she's she's fine. I think she's a good character. she has some really strong storylines, but
2: i yeah, I think unlike Carol in season three when she flirts with being a doctor and then ultimately um gives up on it or or not gives up on it but decides to stay as a nurse um I think we might have even talked about this at the time but like Mm -hmm. we we felt like Carol the character didn't need the extra layer and the extra like zest of being a doctor or becoming a doctor to make her more interesting or make her feel like she was on that same level with some of the other main cast people whereas it's my recollection and we'll see if that changes this time around but it's my recollection that early Abby doesn't have kind of the cachet to feel like she is on that A tier until she decides that she's going to become a doctor and and is yeah, med until student until she
0: has the set so the set again spoilers until she has the setback in season in season 7 yeah. with not with where she gets knocked out of med school because her loans weren't paid right. and so yeah and then she becomes the nurse
2: Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean just can you tell we're a little excited to talk about abby i mean this is going to be a a ongoing conversation for the next you know eight seasons uh, at least um there was another person here. there was another person here one that i did not realize was in this show at all and i was very shocked uh, when she popped up and i was like oh shit that lady uh, so the other nurse, the other OB nurse in this scene, uh, Sandra, is played by actress Elizabeth Rodriguez, who appeared in stuff like Logan, Miami Vice, and uh, Orange is the New Black. Uh, and she has a total of 69 very nice credits to her name. Uh, and in Orange is the New Black, she is uh, Daya's mom. Oh, her. Yeah. Okay. I, I did not even She's, recognize her at She is wearing all. zero makeup in this. So that kind of, uh, I think... Um, adds to it a little bit because she looks nothing like her character in Orange is the New Black practically. Um, But yeah, she pops up in this. But we go from there back to uh, the dinner where uh, Papa Green is now talking to Lizzie and Rachel about D-Day using uh, dishes of food as (laughs) his props to uh, illustrate. Uh, Lizzie does a really good job of pretending to be engaged while Rachel plays solitaire on the other side of the table. Uh, And he starts to like kind of like throw shade at uh the brits uh in the whole operation and she points Mm -hmm. out that they had been fighting for three years before the u.s decided to get involved and uh i'm just i i forgot i I didn't forget but like i just didn't realize how much i was going to appreciate uh mark's dad and rachel or not rachel uh lizzie Mm -hmm. getting to kind of interact a little bit more like it's just it's a, a fun dynamic But we go back in uh, to the ER where they have to put a catheter in so that Carol can get her epidural. Uh, Dr. Babcock, a.k.a. Mr. Carrie Weaver, uh, is the one doing the epidural. Uh, And, hey, Dr. Coburn shows up to check on her. Can't have a problematic birth without her. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Based on uh, the fact that uh, Mark is there coaching her through, um, she makes the assumption that Mark is the dad, which is a great, like, take
1: oh mark i
0: had no idea it's a great
2: delivery is perfect excellent pitch perfect take there by amy akito um and i love that they're still kind of you know what five years later we're still kind of mining that awkwardness from love's labor lost like it's been a full five years and yet there's still that kind of weird tension when she comes in the room and sees mark and it's like oh that asshole like she's just she's not happy to see him and he's not happy to see her Uh, But uh, Carol starts to have another contraction mid-epidural, and this is a real tough watch, gang. Mm
1: -hmm. Especially
0: for Lauren, because she has Mm. seen me multiple times.
1: When Lizzie was having some of her gallbladder flare ups before she had her surgery. And right after her gallbladder surgery, Lizzie made screams akin to Carol here. And so my whole body just clenched uh, in muscle too. memory when I was like, I've heard that noise. That I've, is the noise of pure agony. I've
0: experienced that level of pain. It's now, not great. I,
1: I think childbirth may have.
0: But like in yes, terms of like wanting to like scream and a, like, I can't do it. A I 15 out it. of 10, yes. Yeah.
1: But yeah, so I was listening to this and I was like, I've heard this before. Oh, God, no. Mm. But yeah, that, that, and like Mark and um, Abby do such a good job holding her, mm-hmm. like, and just like supporting her when they're like, nope, we got, we started, we got to get through it. Like, just, it's almost done. Yep. You're okay. Mm.
2: But holy yeah. shit. So good, but so awful to watch.
1: Mm hmm.
0: And let's go into our next audio clip. Apparently World War II was just infinitely fascinating, so uh, Papa Green is telling Corday more
3: naval stories. One night, it's two an hour on deck. He asked me for a light. I reached in my pocket, and when I looked up, he was gone. What do you mean, gone? Gone. He'd fallen overboard. Oh my God. Did he drown? If the fall didn't kill him. That's terrible. Yeah. About the only thing worse than the working conditions on that carrier was the food. Probably took more men than anything. You mean worse than the English? <laughs> well, I was kidding. This is great. I haven't had a meal like this since... Well, for a while. Since your wife died? Yeah. I'm sorry. I can only imagine how difficult it must be. As difficult as you make it, I guess. What do you mean? how's mark you know dealing with it oh in his stride i suppose to be honest he doesn't speak of it much and i've learnt not to force the subject there's certain things he carries inside but you must know that well, don't ask me his mother was the only one who seemed to understand him he's not that big a mystery well don't get me wrong he's a good man it's just that with ruth gone and, I don't know. How about some pie? With his mother gone, what? Nothing. Just seemed to have lost a bridge, I guess. A bridge? Yeah. Maybe you both just miss her. I'll get some plates. Hey, Rachel, come get some pie. What's with her? She's been in there a half hour. I'll check. Rachel? Are you all right in there? Rachel? Rachel, are you in there? Go away!
2: It's post-Thanksgiving dinner. She's taking a huge dump. Like, leave her alone. I know. Who doesn't do that?
1: Ten-year-old girls.
2: Everybody's got poop. I see nothing wrong with it.
1: I don't Hmm. think there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying they typically don't take 30-minute dumps like 40-year-old men do. (laughs) Speaking of men, Carol is judging Mark for Channel Surf. Uh, Were we done with that, by the way? I mean,
0: I was just going to highlight the point that, like, (laughs) highlight the point that it's actually really sweet that sort of being... I always forget It's empathy or sympathy. Which one? Where it's like you feel sorry for someone.
1: Feeling sorry for someone is sympathy. Putting yourself in their shoes is empathy. Okay.
0: So, like, the sort of empathetic moment that she tries to have with
2: mr yeah. green and yes. and again too like the mm-hmm. the um implied historical kind of trauma on his on john Cullum's part like he's so good at that mm-hmm. he is so good at like making you feel all these emotions in his very decorated history uh without having to like spell them out for you in agonizing detail
1: and i love we lost
2: a bridge yeah such a good line yeah that's a yeah
1: but now, speaking of men, Carol is judging Mark for channel surfing instead of paying attention to her. She's kind of, jokes, worried that she's boring him. Am I boring you? You doing okay over there, buddy? I don't
0: know. what just popped in my head was men, 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 men,
1: men, men, Mark's going to go get a magazine and call Lizzie. And um, he says, is there anybody else you want me to call? And Carol's... Says no. She's not ready to call Doug yet. Um, then there's a little bit of a panic because they lose the um, the signal for baby two. Can't get a heart rate for a second. Uh, Abby says the baby might be rotating or kind of swimming around. Just might have moved. So they readjust the sensors and get the heart rate back. Um, Abby asks if they have an OR clear just in case. Huh. Hmm. And Carol says, I do not want a C-section. We have that comment right there but then we switch over to lizzie telling david that rachel is having her first period um it is he is shocked because she is only 10 years old to which lizzie says it it can happen like (laughs) it's not unheard of um and she says i can run to the store and you can stay here or you can run to the store and i'll stay here um and he offers to go which is very sweet and he's like but don't don't you have that stuff here and she's like, I only have tampons, that's not really appropriate for a
2: ten year old. <laughs> the palpable fear in his eyes when he, when she informs him but, what is happening, where he's just like, he wants to help, but he's also kind of terrified.
0: Yeah. And the way he kind of like recoils at the term sanitary napkins. Oh, I know.
1: He's just he's just like sanitary napkins. <laughs> and it go, it only goes on to be yeah. better. But um yeah. Not
2: not not,
1: n-
0: great. not what yeah, you expect. Not, not ideal.
1: Happy no. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Have some peace. Oh,
0: Jesus! Oh, oh.
1: Not what I not what I meant. <laughs> okay. Not what I meant. You guys. Anyway,
0: anyway, anyway, Carol has to get prepped for the OR just again, just in case. And she's she's like, I think my water. I think my water just broke again, and immediately she has a, a prolapsed cord. Oof. Yikes! Which is cutting off oxygen to the baby, so they got to do a crash C, crash C section. And Mark has, her back. Mark has her back and goes with her as they go to the OR. So, like, it is nice that he can stay with with her through this.
1: I want to point out, during this section, when they realize about the prolapse cord, Abby has her hand inside Carol, riding on this gurney to keep the cord off the baby's neck. Like, holy shit.
2: My girl was a badass from day one. Like, she she, yeah. she, she comes in the door a badass. And it only gets better. Yeah. Uh, but so once they get into the ER market or once they get into the OR rather Mark is helping them get settled uh, and is just there for support not actually working on the actual procedure yet um, there's no time to put her under but the epidural will keep her pain-free during the c-section and it's just like excellent really this whole episode is really just excellent Mark and Carol friendship and it really mm-hmm. it really illustrates the masterful job that they have done since the middle of season five of kind of Sliding Doug out and sliding Carol right in there. Like it just he, he, she and it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel no. like it's not obvious that they have tried to replace Doug with Carol in Mark's kind of friendship void. And it just it just works. It's just so believable and so authentic. And it's just so good. Um, But <laughs> Coburn actually is glad she was actually here and on site for this emergency birth. I'm surprised that just given the history, she didn't just like. Punt Mark out of the room, like that he's just bad yeah. luck. <laughs> just well, Mark's not
0: actually doing anything. But just even caramel, even being so.
2: in the room, he's cursed. Uh, but uh, the uh, twin number two does make it out. Another girl, uh, and that, that is one blue baby that comes out though. Not the yeah. not the color we're looking. Again, for.
0: again, great job to the props yep, department. Shout out
2: to the closet full of babies because they they pulled out yes. a sickeningly blue one for this one. Uh, but we go back to the uh, Thanksgiving festivities where uh, Papa Green is back from his trip to the drugstore in the lobby of Lizzie's building where he slipped on the ice and now has a big old gash in his forehead. So we will have to check back on, on him in on him a little bit later.
0: Uh, but for now, let's go to our last audio clip of the episode. Uh, Carol, mid-surgery, she's bleeding a bit too much. Five-minute APGAR is
3: eight, Carol. Can I see her? Hold on, we got some active bleeding here. What's her pressure? 100 over 60. What took you so long? They just paged me. Well, she
1: delivered five minutes ago. Profuse bleeding. Uterus is still boggy.
3: How much Pitocin has she had? 40 units in. Another point 0.2 methogen? I am? No, I'll do it intermiometrial. You know, Scott, more suction. She's oozing everywhere. Sponge stick. Check another pressure. Oh, my god. I'm bleeding out. It always looks like more than there is. How are we doing? Because she's down it's eighty over forty. All right, let's pump in some saline. I'll put in another line. I want to see my baby. You will, Carol. Just a little while. I'll take her to the nursery. Worth seventy.
2: Okay, she needs blood. Type and cross for four.
0: Okay. Three liters are up.
3: Hemabate. Point two five. I am. The blood will be here in ten minutes. We don't have ten minutes. Open a hysterectomy
1: tray. What? Hold on, are we there yet? Carol,
3: your uterus is a tonic. It's not firming up, and you're losing a lot of blood in spite of all the medication we're giving you. Don't do a hysterectomy. We may not have a choice. Oh, no, don't. Please. Work. What else can we do? The uterus is still boggy. Another 500 cc of blood loss. Okay, Bobby. There must be something short of a hysterectomy. Yes, losing the patient. Can't you clamp off an artery? Please step out, Doctor. At least nice. try it. It's only 30 seconds. Yeah, it's 30 seconds. She may not have. She doesn't want it. She's a nurse. She understands the risk. Respect her decision.
0: O'Leary stitch, Ovicral.
3: O'Nag is up and ready. Hold the transfusion. What's her pressure? Systolic is 80. Cycle the dynamat check it again. That's a hypogastric. She's lost three liters. Bring in that
2: That sound you hear at the end is where it fades into this bright. Blinding white light, and we and we yeah. go over to St. Elsewhere, and we find out that Carol really did die in the pilot episode, and the last six years has all been a fucking dream in a snow globe.
1: Question about this: So, when they do this procedure, isn't this really similar to what they pull with Abby?
2: I do.
1: Am I remembering that
2: correctly? Something similar yeah. to that. There know. are very few just normal ass births on the Birth. show. <laughs> like,
1: because I remember yeah. like the with Abby's, if I recall correctly, it's just so bloody. Yeah. And, they're, like, she's just not clotting her. So, it just was very similar. But, um... Yeah. Also, oh my god, because Carol's not unconscious during this, when she's bleeding out, and they're doing the suction, she looks to her left and sees oh, yeah. those three liters that she lost in a tub. And it's like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Like, ugh, Don't put it where the patient can see it. I was
0: going to say, Lauren made the specific comment on the notes to
2: say, don't put the blood where Carol can maybe, see it. Maybe, maybe organize the room a little better.
1: My soul would have left my body if I had been Carol at that point. I would have just yeeted out on my own and gone, I'm good. <laughs> nope. We're done nope. here.
0: Fuck this shit I'm Pretty
1: out. much. Like, ugh. It's so gross. Uh, from that blinding white light, we go over to Carol waking up and um, Mark is holding one of the girls, and baby two needs a name. And uh, they also say that Mark got them to save the uterus. And I believe it's Dr. Coburn's... Or no, it's it's Abby says, I, I won't say it leaving this room, but just so you know, you owe your friend here your future children. Yeah,
2: Mark, Mark does say it in the most matter-of-fact, kind of fact, kinda weird, out-of-context way, where yeah. she's waking up and she's very groggy. And, like, I don't even think he's...
1: She looks... She looks down like half a second. And yeah, that's
2: and he then he just it. looks at her and he's like, don't worry, you still have a uterus. Which, again, in context, makes sense. But on just on the page is a very strange yeah. line of dialogue.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's done well enough where her half look is enough. But yes, completely out of context, you'd be like, the fuck? Yeah. Um, but then she lets Mark name the second girl... Um, she's like, what was your mom's first name? And he says, Ruth. And she goes, <laughs> Right. Ruth. I like how she silently and recoils. Goes, yeah. And he goes, her middle name was Catherine. And she goes, great. Kate. Perfect. Which is my middle name.
0: Very nice name. Thank you. For a very nice person. Thanks. I met the kid. Ah! I, you. I
1: know. Go fuck yourself. Um, my mom would have liked to name me Catherine. That should have been my name. But instead we have almost identical names and have to deal with it constantly. But then Mark is called in to run downstairs because his dad was brought into the ER from slipping on the ice. And Carol asks if the phones up in OB can call long distance because inferring she is finally ready to call Doug. Hmm.
2: If you were ever going to do like, I- I'm, I'm not advocating for a cameo here, but if you were ever going to do a moment, you could have at least had his voice. Right there, yeah. even just a, even a recycled clip, even just use him saying hello or something. The just the chuckle, yeah, just something, a little something. I like, I, I do, I feel like they really do do a really good job of doing a storyline like this, and without beating you over the head that he's not there and that he's not a part of it. And if like, I don't think it needs it, but if you ever were gonna do it, that I think would have been the moment, but. Uh, But we go back to the uh, apartment building where Elizabeth is – or I'm sorry, go back out to the ER. They have made it to the hospital at this point where Elizabeth is stitching uh, Papa Green's head up uh, and (laughs) just best grandpa type shit here where he bought every kind of pad they had because he didn't know what she would need, which is just like that's the way to handle it. Dude's rock. Yeah, that's the way to handle it. And that's why his arms were so full when he fell. So it's just a very like – very sweet, sweet touch there. Uh, and Luca asks uh, Green how Carol is doing. So we get a little closure on that as well.
1: I want to note, uh, people who are willing to buy pads or menstrual products for their partners or family members are the best. Like, to be a woman and not have to – Let me – to be a person who menstruates and not have to feel ashamed about being like, yo, can you pick me up some Aleve and some pads – it's the best feeling. Like, Lizzie's gotten me out of several situations early on in our relationship, and it's like, pick up, pick up pads for your people. No shame.
2: Especially now in the, like, age of, like, cell phones where you can take pictures of things. Yeah. Literally all I need to know is yeah. the – because it is a little overwhelming if you don't
1: you – Oh, know, it's, it's horrifying. If you don't
2: know, like, what any of that shit means and, like, how what it does. It's, it was never, like – for me anyway, it was never, like, a, like, mm, I'm a dude. I can't buy that stuff. That's, that's gay or whatever. Like, but, I could never, like – You just – you just – you don't want to get the wrong Right, thing. it was just overwhelming. I just don't know what any of this stuff means. But now it's like Jen can text me a picture of the package and I can be like, oh, monkey see, monkey do. I see. I can match colors. Yeah,
1: yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah. I can match per- colors. I can read a box. Like, yeah. But just just reminder to everybody, no shame. No shame in menstruating. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each There's other. There's a sticker. That's my PSA for today.
0: Also, thank you for correcting yourself. I was going to yeah. correct you.
1: Yeah, but- no. People who menstruate.
0: So let's, uh, we're going to round out this beautiful, beautiful episode. Abby is coaching Carol through nursing for the first time. And, but unfortunately, Abby has to go, but Carol's postpartum nurse will be on, will be on soon. And just Carol looks so alone and so worried in that room by herself when the, when Tess starts to, well, well we don't know who it is. Yeah. We but, don't know
1: which baby's in her arms yeah. and which is in the, yeah. uh, The not crib, but
0: bassinet in the baby warmer, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Um, the tray, the tray, (laughs) the medical drawer for baby,
1: the box. Okay, anyway,
0: anyway. But like when the other baby starts crying, yeah, like and just out of reach, too, is the thing. And obviously, Carol really can't get up because she just had surgery. And I'd also like to apologize, our upstairs neighbors our moving mm-hmm. furniture for the 85th time this
2: year.
1: But they're, yeah, they her look of like the dawning realization is so well done. Yeah.
2: Like you, you think you're, you're, you're getting a happy so, ending, but at the same time, we're also going to deal a little bit with the reality as well. Yeah. Just, oh
0: fuck. Uh, the reality for me is that this is a solid 10 out of 10 episode. Yeah. yeah I'll give it a is, 9.5. Yeah. Really? I can. Not much, not much. No, it's as close to, it's as honestly for, an episode of ER this mm-hmm. is as close to perfect as i think you could probably get like just from like an actual like trauma and like multi-character like but you know you know what yeah. i'm talking about mm-hmm. like yeah. not from like a hey there was one big emergency situation whereas like this one actually worked in some really good other mm-hmm. stuff yeah. as well so whereas well, i know that's been a sticking point in the past like some of the stuff like in uh, like in hell and high water like some of the stuff just was really superfluous and didn't really land right when in addition mm-hmm. to doug being a badass but mm-hmm. like here i think there's nothing inherently wrong yep. with any of the other patients any of the other storylines and the focus is on carol and it's great to see it's great to see her th- go through this all the way
2: absolutely yeah agreed yeah, there's not much more we need to say because they said yeah. – er, the, the listeners are about to say everything that we could ever possibly hope to say because the – the I want to point out for I think what is was only the third time uh, I had to like cut off listener responses because there were so many. And not only were there so many, but like people wrote paragraphs. Like there's there's, there's a lot to get why to have- here. And I would – have- the amount of notes we have – like, the notes for the episode are almost shorter than the listener responses. Like, we have so much. So,
1: I have been informed today I am ordered to tap out and tag Absolutely. these. I am not allowed yeah. to read four pages of notes or four pages of responses by no. myself. With that being said, I'll get us started. Uh, Michelle K says, this is one of my favorite episodes. A realistic birth situation? Check. Realistic depiction of the last few weeks of pregnancy, including dropping food and saying, ah, fuck it? Check. Realistic love for the anesthesiologist who administers an epidural and stops the birth pains? Check. Awkward family dinners? Check. Plus, we're introduced to Abby. Yay! Uh, Gen T says, Abby, frickin' Lockhart. Also, Luca, Carrie, and Carol, uh, sweaty face (laughs) emoji. Uh, I think that means thirst trap. Uh, Mark and- Mark and Carol's friendship is peak beautiful here, and I love it. Twins. Twins. I had the exact same thought you did. Um, Melinda S. says, one of my favorite episodes hits all the emotions. Lucas saves the day, swoon. Abby joins the party. John Cullum continues his arc with comedy and grace. And of course, Carol finally goes into labor and we catch a glimpse of beautiful baby Tess and Kate. I submit this thought I blame Carol's water breaking when it did on the fact that she ran to catch the L train. There's no way in hell I would have been able to run like that at the end of my pregnancies, and I only had one kid at a time in my uterus. Katie B says, Luca being there to save Carol and carrying her to the hospital is one of my favorite moments. I am so happy to see Abby. She becomes my favorite character. Love that Mark was able to be there for Carol. I have always loved their friendship. I really wish Doug would have made an appearance, though. And I will do my first tap here if somebody else wants to take for a bit. I'll take this one.
0: Summer W says, Hi, this episode is one of my most vivid memories from watching the show as a kid. ER was kind of traumatic to watch as a child. Laugh emoji. I must have watched this out of order since Lucy leaving came later. My memory is fuzzy on the timeline, but I remember being convinced that they were going to kill off Carol, and that was how Juliana was going to leave the show. <laughs> hmm. I feel like I remember thinking, well, this show just kills off all my favorite characters.
2: <laughs> well, Little did she know.
0: No, that's no, that's crazy Anatomy. Um, uh. Also, I clearly remember Luca carrying her through the snow and thinking it was the most swoon-worthy thing ever. <laughs> I had just turned 10 when I watched this, so I had been too young to watch the Doug Carol saga, except in reruns. I didn't quite get the crap... The, I didn't quite get the gravity of their situation at the time. My kid brain wanted Luca and Carol together, entirely based on him carrying her through the (laughs) snow. (laughs) You know? Lots of feelings around here today. Also, Dr. Coburn must never leave the hospital because she's the only OB that ever shows up when one is needed. (laughs) I do love Carol. Mark, I had no idea. Congratulations. (laughs) Moment. I love the Carol and Mark friendship. I love Elizabeth's side story and her Thanksgiving hat. I remember cringing that Carol delivered one of the babies in the ER because I can't imagine having all of my coworkers gathered around upstairs <laughs> gathered around during such a vulnerable time I was like, Carrie, find a way to get her upstairs I also think that acting out labor must be one of the most awkward things so Juliana was amazing to me and I do remember loving Abby as a kid I was devastated when Carol left and then Abby came along to keep me watching I love that she comes in as Carol's nurse because, of, because at the time it kind of felt like a torch was being passed in a way. Not to take away from who Abby was as her own character, of course. I just always
2: loved that. Uh, Heather R. says, We've arrived at the Abby Lockhart era. Even though this episode is all about Carol, rightfully so, uh, let's get into it. I love how Luca takes care of Carol and getting her to the ER. Carol yelling at the guy on the L was kind of funny too when they get to the ER how bad do you feel for Luca when he's basically told yeah thanks for carrying the pregnant lady and labor down some stairs but now go away and deal with this other trauma coming in you could tell he really wanted to help and that elderly lady he treats is the grandmother on the famous jet Jackson millennial kids who watch Disney Channel no thank you thank you Heather uh, speaking of help <laughs> uh, Carter was super cringe wanting to help with Carol so it was great to have her pretty much shove him out of the trauma room and he even tries to appeal to Weaver I'm not a Carter hater but in that moment go away bud Loved how helpful and sweet Carrie was with Carol throughout, too. The Thanksgiving scene at Mark's didn't do a lot for me other than serving its purpose of some other storyline they probably needed besides Carol. Love the continued friendship between Mark and Carol in this episode, obviously, and hilarious when when Coburn comes in and says, Mark, I had no idea. Nice, nice how some Doug references are still present from when Mark's dad asks, where's the father? And Mark just ignores him to Mark asking if Carol wants to call anyone else. Hint, hint. And then Carol wanting to dial up Seattle again. This episode isn't about Abby, but it's always interesting to compare what happens in this episode to Abby's Similar episode down the line in season 13, as Lauren alluded to.
1: I got this one. I got the next two or two actually Angela G friend of the show says it is also very funny that this is kind of supposed to be Carol's big episode, but because of Abby's debut, so many people are like hard eyes. Yay, Abby hard eyes. Oh yeah. Carol and Doug's twins are born, but also Abby heart. <laughs> and Natalie F says we're finally here. While I have been a fan of ER from the very beginning, mostly because of George Clooney, Abby is the reason I have continued to binge the show for 20 plus years. This episode is perfect from the start with Bruce Cockburn's wondering where the lions are and the iconic shot of Luca holding Carol on his knees in the snow still gives me chills every time I see it. All our characters, guest and regular, are at their best. David Green's charm as he falls for Elizabeth at peak sass, Carrie as a good manager while truly caring for a member of her staff, Mark advocating for Carol as a patient, Even Dr. Dave has a shining moment that reveals a little of his backstory. It's always kind of funny to see this first version of Abby with a much sunnier disposition than we we will know over the course of her tenure on the show. But it works for her as an OB nurse, a very competent one at that. We will come to see over the next several seasons Abby is not without her flaws, as is the case with any truly fleshed out character, but I relate very closely to certain parts of her journey. And of course, I'm looking forward to Cockhart.
2: Yeah, I said it. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm gonna. <laughs> Jesus. That's, is, is that really going to be? The I mean, we've, we we have not... discussed my feelings on it. That I hate the ship name Luby, and I think it's the worst. And I I think <laughs> uh, Cockhart is a much better one. And I think we should adopt it immediately. Um, Cockhart's more fun to say. Exactly. Than Luby. Exactly. Uh, I disagree. I'm... <laughs> Try them both, Luby. Well, while, while you work Luby. that out, I'm gonna Luby. take the next one. Uh,
1: you Haley K. Okay.
2: says, okay, my time has come. I'm going to try to keep my novel short. This episode is probably in my top three, if not my number one overall. I have such oh, a visceral memory of watching this episode live with my family. I remember being so excited to watch and bugging my mom the entire time we were at Thanksgiving dinner to make sure we didn't miss it. Wow, yeah, that's right. This probably aired on Thanksgiving. because yeah. It's a Thursday. Uh, And even now, 22 years later, it's a tradition for me to watch it either on or around Thanksgiving. Okay, now on to my thoughts. This episode has it all. Humor, drama, heart, snark. It's great. All of the pairings we have in this one are just chef's kiss. Carol and Luca, Carter, Luca, and Lily, which we need more of. I love that trio. Carol and Mark, uh, they are all so well paired and they play off each other so well. And of course, we meet our girl, Abby. I think this is such a cool introduction to her because when she comes down to the ER in a few episodes, we are like, Oh, Hey, it's that guy. And we know her and how cool she is. Luca trying to keep Carol, trying to help Carol is so good. Try humming and the look she gives him, like that sounds fake. And her eye roll. I love every, I laugh every time he cares about her so much. And it really shows. And of course that iconic shot of him carrying her into the ambulance bay in the snow is just amazing. One of my most favorite moments in this episode is Carol in the trauma room. And it's all the girls and Carter. I love it. Another moment I love is when Coburn comes to check on Carol and asks where she is. And Abby replies that she's at a six and Carol gets so offended at herself. I think another thing I really enjoy is Mark being there for Carol and helping her through this crazy life-changing event He knows she's alone and needs someone to lean on and he can do that for her Him trying to keep Doug in the loop was a good touch And then when she's in surgery, he's trying to comfort her and keep her calm while she's freaking out I love their friendship Speaking of her surgery, did anyone notice that the incision Coburn makes changes between shots? In one, it's higher on her belly than in another No, I did not notice that Uh, now to the green day, David and Rachel getting onto Mark before they meet Elizabeth was great. And the banter between Rachel and Lizzie is great. And I so wish we had gotten more of that relationship and less of what we do get in season eight. The D day scene is really cute. And Rachel's that's two words comment. And Lizzie's response. That's another, that was another excellent. It's a hyphenate. It's a hyphenate. (laughs) That's very annoyed. Lauren, uh, energy in that one. Um, All of this stuff is so domestic and I love every second. Uh, This is what season seven and eight should have been. These two idiots and their little family. I have more thoughts and things to react to and talk about, but I think I've already broken Lauren with my novel. (laughs) So I will end it here. (laughs) This episode is great and I love it very much. I was going to say, do you want to take
1: this one and I'll
2: I'll take SMB? Yeah. At Moody Pear trees says I
0: was moved by Mark taking care of Carol. I kept thinking how he went from trying to save her
2: after her attempt in season one to
0: helping her deliver twins. Excellent Good. point that
2: none of us caught on to. That is an excellent uh, yeah. observation. Damn it.
0: Also, Carol, to think she went from nearly dying to being a mother. It's a really beautiful arc for her and it's almost done.
1: Good point. At s for the win says, This episode reminds me of why I hate family dinners at holidays and makes me thankful <laughs> that my husband hasn't complained about all the times we've hosted my family. Because I've definitely complained. The arrival of the twins is the start of double cuteness and baby Reese has some competition now. To be honest, I'm not sure what Carol was thinking when she refused the emergency hysterectomy while she was bleeding out. She's basically signed up to be a single mom to twins at this point and chooses to put her life at risk over the hypothetical future children. Carol, it's okay. You just had twins. You did good and you can be done now. At least I would be done. But this episode gives us Abby, and it's a wonderful introduction. And we get more David Green, which I always love. I'm slightly judging the addition of soda to perfectly good scotch, though. He probably went to plain scotch, though, after poor Rachel starting her period. I'd have died if it was me. Or maybe Rachel got the watered-down scotch after this traumatizing event. Lastly, let's compare Lizzie's adult apartment versus mark's not adult apartment how does he get laid there hey
2: i like mark's apartment okay
1: of course you do you're it's, a man but it's
2: susan's old apartment everybody loved it when it was susan's apartment now all of a sudden because yeah, it's, it's, it's like
1: now it's but it's funky now like the, the shit's everywhere it's whatever. dirty
0: because it's a man's apartment i
1: can't talk i am the fucking messiest person in the world oh my god <laughs>
0: It's okay, you bring in more money, I bring in more cleaning supplies. That's
1: how it works. Greatest house spouse. Exactly.
0: At Basic underscore mall says, I love this episode. From the song used in the cold open to getting Coburn. I love Coburn and Appy's first appearance too. I like her here with Carol, honestly. I love Elizabeth and Mark's dad and Rachel. The petty arguments are hilarious and Corday's fine. If you sit still, you'll even get a lollipop. (laughs) And Mark's saying, if they give you any trouble, just lock them in the closet before he leaves. I love Mark and Carol's relationship here. You could feel the years of friendship they've had before and during the show. Just a sweet episode. I love to rewatch loads. Do
1: we need like a drum roll before Daniel reads this goddamn novel?
2: A
0: full page a full, on our yes. Notes. yes, my
2: man Aaron. My man Aaron, Aaron does you not monster. miss. He will always come with the uh, the big big thoughts here, including subtweeting me. I'm going to be reading my own subtweets in this. Uh, Ooh, cool. <laughs> Another week, another ER milestone, at at the full-time dad if you don't know already, but uh, another week, another ER milestone in season six. No biggie, right? Carol gives birth to two baby girls and avoids losing her uterus. We're introduced, and we're introduced to one Abigail Marjorie Wazinski Lockhart, went full name on her, Uh, who will join the principal cast in a mere four episodes. But let's dive into this one. First, if I'm not mistaken, Great Expectations marks the first use of ambient licensed music in a cold open. Unlike Walking on the Sun and If You Want Me to Stay, which were played on the radio, Christopher Messiano uses the playful Bruce Cockburn classic Wondering Where the Lions Are masterfully as background music in the cold open. They'll revisit this type of cold open on Carol's final episode before it becomes a staple in season seven. We also get to find out a little more about Dr. Dave's med school background. And once again, it's ER that shines a light on a trend in medicine, the second chance med schools of the Caribbean, nearly a decade before the New York Times will highlight their importance to the medical community. And he actually linked the article about this in his tweets. So if you want to go find that response thread and read the article he's referring to. Um, I absolutely love the Thanksgiving dinner with the greens and Elizabeth, the way Lizzie endears herself to Mark's dad was so beautiful. And in a way she proves to be a catalyst in their to mending their relationship. She also delivers one of the great all time cla- clapbacks in clapback history. Yes. So they can go on persecuting the Indians. I could smell the scorched flesh from that burn clear through the TV. Holy shit. Now, back to the episode star, Carol. We've been through a lot with Nurse Hathaway over the past half season to the point where somebody, cough, Daniel, went so far as to say <laughs> how out of place <laughs> she felt sans dug. Well, she just delivered the performance for the ages in this one from her funny subway moments with Luca to the very real pain she evoked during her contractions, delivery, and epidural to the starry-eyed resignation with which she delivers the I'm Bleeding Outline Juliana Margulies gives us one of her strongest, most memorable performances and reminds us that she's still here, Daniel. Finally, kudos to the fellas in this episode. Luca, Mark, David, and Carter all have some great moments between them. Luca carrying Carol before dropping to a knee was incredible, and the old dialysis lady dying on her B-Day was heartbreaking too. And Abby, get excited.
1: Woo! Go team. Excellent excellent tag teamwork, guys. Just incredible. Thank you for not trying to have me read all of
2: those. Yeah, things. I was as I was like putting those together. I mean, we, we already had people in the Facebook group apologizing to you ahead of time and I'll, <laughs> and being like I was gonna comment and then I saw all the ones that were already there and was like actually no, I think I'll I'll pass. So it's like take mercy on me. Yeah.
1: In the future guys, like Daniel said, we can always editorialize, cut stuff down, move yeah, stuff around. And- if If plenty repeats, yours may not get picked if we have volume like this. So always feel free to submit, and Daniel will always decide what my live. There
2: is somebody – one of the ones we read, actually, there is some – I do want to make a point of saying this. There was somebody in one of the ones we read who – I forget which one uh, off the top of my head, but it was a longer one. And at the end of it, in, like, a comment below was, like, I'm always, like, hesitant to comment because I don't want to feel like I'm, like – feel like I can't like edit myself and I don't want to talk too much or whatever and I feel like I write this now all of to that person and to anybody else who's listening always write the novel like always get all of it out and get all of your thoughts in there because we even if it doesn't get read on the episode trust that we actually do read it and we do like it. we appreciate it like it it adds so much to our enjoyment of doing this and even if we do have to do tag in and tag out like we did tonight like it's yeah. always something that we love and we want you to express that like that's what this whole thing is about like it's about reminding yourself why you enjoyed this in the first place and why you continue to enjoy it
1: and having a dialogue with other fans like other people are going to comment on your stuff even if yeah we don't exactly yeah. and like sometimes we subtweet things that or like we you know we subtweet using that <laughs> as just a fun nomenclature but sometimes we'll mention comments that in, like, the middle of recording, you guys will hear that we don't necessarily read at the end. We're like, oh, somebody said yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like, it's still worth it to us to have that extra piece of perspective. So never feel like you can't say something because you're afraid you'll kill me. <laughs> I will yeah. be fine. No, yeah,
0: yeah. Just... And besides, we're just fans of the show, yeah. just like y'all are. I don't, like,
1: I don't so, know shit.
0: Exactly. <laughs> A lot of you are probably, like, bigger fans of the show than we are. We'd love oh, to yeah. hear... Your little minute, minute details that you just pick I, out of your brain because you're beautiful people.
1: I can think of at least four regular listeners who correct us on stuff all the time <laughs> and know way more shit about the show yeah, than we do. Yeah. We're just the idiots with the microphones. Yeah. Like, please, tell us stuff. We love yeah. you. Come on. Uh, this Stuff like nothing. this just
2: makes me, like, really excited for the big episodes to come. Like, some of the big, big milestone stuff that's coming down the pipe because you know, when we get to some of those ones that they're going to fuck us up. Like they are going to absolutely, if we got four and a half pages worth out of Carol having twins, what is going to happen when we get to on the beach? Like what is going to happen when we get to, you know,
1: like
0: all, all in the in family. family, like there's, there's
2: so much stuff coming where that that's half the fun. It, you know, the the one half of the equation is us getting to cover the episode ourselves. And then the other half is getting to share it with all of you.
1: Yeah, and I've already cried on Mike at least twice. Like, let's see if we can keep this train rolling. <laughs> I My count is one. Yeah, your count is one. Mine is two because, like, in the pi- one of the first episodes, yep. the old couple made me sad. That.
0: Well, that's about going to wrap up our episode for today, folks. Thank you all very much for listening, as always. Really appreciate it. This show is brought to you in part by our patrons over at patreon.com slash Podcast. More and more of you are joining each week. I don't know why, but... Keep you're, doing you're, it. Yeah, for you're only good. $1 a month, you can get access to our show notes each week, but for only $5 a month... You can get a free sticker featuring our favorite desk clerk, Jerry, two-week early access to all of our cast and crew interviews, tons of big ones coming down the pipeline, and over 40 hours of bonus audio and video content, including the full season recap episodes, a free-form monthly bonus show called The Lounge, movie reviews where we talk about a movie featuring an ER cast member, probably going to do Liar Liar for more tyranny at some point. Yeah.
1: Deep impact this month.
0: Should be, yeah. Yeah. This is going to be the next Next one? I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? And Flash Forwards, where we do a commentary track for future ER episodes. We'd also appreciate it if you would follow us on our social media accounts. We are at Set the Tone ER on Twitter. We are on Facebook at Facebook.com slash And we are at Saiyan the Tone Podcast on Instagram. Also be sure to check out the official Saiyan the Tone community on Facebook, where we harvest all of your harvest <laughs> all of your comments from yeah, mostly. Ah, yeah. oh, we're on Twitter too um our theme music is brought to us by andrew m edwards and daniel where can folks find you at
2: they can find me on instagram at dan.u that is y-o-u.el they can also find me on my other podcast the popular court with my co-host jake terrell where we do a different pop culture topic each episode and put it through a little mock trial and lauren where can folks find you at
1: uh there is no lauren there is only elden ring i don't exist (laughs) on social media anymore except to talk about how much i suck at this game that comes out Friday as of recording, but has been out for weeks as of release. Uh, other than that, I am on YouTube right now doing a Let's Play of Diablo 3 with Lizzie every Wednesday. So that's pretty fun on the Popular Court YouTube channel. Yeah.
0: YouTube.com slash The Popular Court, where you can also find me doing a Let's Play uh, solo Let's Play of Mass Effect 2. New episodes of that are out every Friday, and you can find those videos and much, much more, again, at YouTube.com slash The Popular Court. Thanks again, everyone, very much for listening. Please join us again next time, and have a great week.